0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good day to everyone. This is Bernice. Thank you for tuning into Devoted. So today I'm gonna to talk about what September. Wait, hold on. October. <laughs> we are not in September anymore, but we we are in October. Praise God. We have two more months left of the year. So whatever it is that you put on your vision board. Or you allow God to put on your vision board. There's still time to complete it. There's still time. There's still time to write that book. There's still time to write that manuscript. There's still time to release that, that ministry. There's still time. You have time. Two months. Actually three months. Including this month. So you have three months left. To literally plan it out. And do it. And run with it do it so fast because all this time heaven has been backing you up and all the angels and God has been waiting for was for you to just go and when you do it it's gonna be quick and fast it's gonna happen so fast you're gonna be like oh my goodness because it's it was already in you it's already inside of you come on I want you to say it out loud it's already inside of me. What God desires for me to do is already inside of me. Put your hand over your chest and say what God desires for me to do and accomplish. It's already inside of me. All I have to do is obey. There you go. Obey. Obey the Lord. What Bible verse that is coming to mind is uh, obedience is better than sacrifice. And God is truth about that. Because there are times where I have sacrificed some things and he's like, that's not what I wanted. I want you to be obedient. So God wants you to be obedient. You have three months to be obedient in 2023 until 2024 comes. I don't know about you, but when May, actually August or June, July, August, I was in 2024. I don't know, but I did. I felt like 2023 left in May. Like I felt like my mind was like in 2024. I don't know if any of you felt that way, but I felt like maybe maybe because of the uh, Jewish New Year. Yeah, I think that's why. Because I my 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 spirit being was expecting a new year. I was like, why was I? Why am I expecting a new year? Because we, you know. Uh, the Jewish New Year happened recently. That's why I was like, because I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't celebrate Jewish, you know, New Year and all the things that they do. But in the spirit, I was, I was discerning. Like, I was feeling like there was a new era happening, like a new year. Like, I, was, I felt like I was in 2024 already, And then all of a sudden, like I kept hearing all these ministry people talking about Jewish New Year, Jewish New Year. I was like, oh, that's what I was discerning, you know, all through August. But anyway, it is here. Thank God for that. All right. So today I'm going to talk about what October is all about. First, I want to say that as Christians, we are not to celebrate Halloween. We don't do that. Halloween. The origin of it is witchcraft, divination, third eye, Ouija boards, and all of that. Christians, we don't dabble in sorcery. We we all know what happened to, you know, Simeon the sorcerer when he came to Peter and he was like, yeah, you know, uh, give me the same power. If you lay hands on somebody, then they can receive the Holy Spirit. It doesn't work like that. We don't buy the Holy Spirit. We don't buy. I, I remember my Facebook reminded me of a post that I made concerning a ministry that was saying that people should give. And if they give, then they will get um, an angel assigned to them. First of all, we don't buy the kingdom of God. There is no amount of money you can do that. It reminds me of you know Simeon the Sorcerer. We don't, we don't buy angels. We just pray for God to give it to us because they are ministering spirits, right? They are sent to minister to us. Every one of us have angels that God has assigned to us, especially if you are in ministry. You got angels. You don't got to buy them. You don't got to bribe the Lord to send you angels. All you got to do is just pray as a child of God. So do not let anybody deceive you To cause you to to think that if you give money, then you will get angels assigned to you. You will not be getting ministering spirits. You will be getting monitoring spirits. That's what you'll be getting. So do not ever, ever pay for such something like that. You don't pay for the kingdom. That's why Simeon the sorcerer had to be put in his place by Peter. Like, no, you don't do that. So do not ever, you know, these... These false prophets and false apostles and false ministries, they're doing too much for the love of money. You know, it's all about money. I mean, who in their right mind will ever tell you to give them money so that you can be assigned by angels? Like, are you the angel keeper? Are you the one that keep the angels? Are you the one that look after the angels? No. God is the one that is the overseer of the angels. I mean, even Jesus said he could, he could pray and, and, and legions of angels will, will be released in the garden. But he didn't pray for that. He didn't say, he, he, Jesus didn't say in the garden that he, he could give money and angels could come. No, he said he could just ask the Father and the Father would release legions of angels so don't let anybody deceive you okay and also do not celebrate Halloween I don't care how much how gooey how lovely how how delicious the candy looks these witches can put things in the candy I shared on Facebook because the Lord was telling me to share it I didn't really want to share it because there's certain things in my life that is sensitive that I don't want to you know share it but because I know that the person is not no, no longer in my life I, you know, God kept telling me, I want you to share it. You know, when God keeps reminding you of something and He's like, I need you to share it, and you're like, okay, Lord, I'll do it. So, I shared it on my Facebook a couple of weeks ago, I think last week or something like that. But anyway, I shared how um, I was, you know, I was a, at a, a certain age, okay, and I, I'm trying to share this to let you know that witchcraft is real. You cannot be eating anything from anybody, one, two, You can't be going around there getting them candies for your kids or for yourself no 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 so i remember there was a time way before i stepped into the prophetic meaning that before i started to go to school prophetic school i was already dreaming prophesying as a little girl i didn't really have language for it but i knew there was something special about me you know even when i I dreamt and i you know when i dreamt and i saw things happen in the dream room when I woke up, it would happen the same day or a couple days later, so I knew there was something unique about me um and so fast forward I think I was like right after college um right after college i was um, i i I had somebody i'm not going to say who who it is somebody in in my life wanted you know gave me some food to take to to work and you know immediately when they gave me food i just my discernment you know i didn't have language for it again i didn't know what discernment was i was in the baptist church they don't preach about discernment they don't preach about holy spirit gifts and all of that I never even knew about that you know i never even knew you could receive the holy spirit like i was so you know the bible says i don't want to leave you you know um ignorant i was so ignorant in the word of god because I was, I was never exposed to the fullness of the word of god which is why it's important the leaders preach the whole word from genesis to revelation because if you don't preach it you're leaving things out and we all know what it says in revelation about how whoever leaves certain things out god will judge them right and so uh even teachers are harshly judged because they have been given this authority to teach us the things that we need to know. But anyway, so, you know, the person was like, hey, uh, here's some lunch, ticket to work. The moment the person said that, I just felt this 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 thing in my in my spirit like do not eat that food like it was so strong you know women we have discernment we have like a knowing you know we can discern things but then there's a spiritual discernment like the gift of discernment my gift of discernment was like in full effect it was like alarm to the alarm like sirens going everywhere like do not eat this thing and I thanked the person. I said thank you. And I, I looked at the person. And at that time also, I I was beginning to have not just discerning people's motives, because there's there's levels in discernment, right? Not just discerning people's you know uh, motives, you know discerning angels. I I don't I wasn't I was I wasn't discerning angels at that time. I was discerning demonic spirits and people's emotions. And of of course you know discerning the voice of God. But I was not discerning angelic realm at that time. But anyways. So I was like discerning the person and I could see the spirit in the person when the person went and sat down and looked at me. I saw, you know, the per- the, the spirit looking at me because I, when I started to, um, I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I feel like I, sh- I should encourage somebody about your gift of discernment. When I started to, to, to have discernment, I, I started off discerning people's motives without them telling me their motives. And then, after time went on, I, I, you know, I mastered that, that part of that gift, God started to show me the demons in people. Initially, I started to see demons in people, but I wasn't sure what it was. So what God did was that he allowed me to see the motives in people. And then after I saw the motives in people, he would allow me to look at a person. I just look at the person, and I can't stop looking. And I'm just looking at the person, not you know, looking at their face, looking looking into their eyes. And as I'm looking at them, I'm 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 seeing something there. I I didn't know what 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 I was seeing, but I knew I was seeing something. Like there was something inside the person that was not supposed to be there. That's how I I started to like discern the demonic realm in people. So. Um, the person was sitting there looking at me, and I could see the spirit looking at me. Okay, I could see the person and the spirit, so I could be able to dis- distinguish the person from the spirit. And that's a gift that you need to have when you have the gift of discernment, because if you you're not able to separate the person from the gift from from the uh, the spirit, you could judge the person based on the spirit. And I believe that's why God was Jesus was so compassionate because he he lived the person he lived as a person on earth with no demons whatsoever so he was able to associate and identify with the person with us as human beings right and so he had compassion for people because he 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 lived the life and so he was always ready to drive out any demons that was was you know dwelling in people so Anyway, I saw the person and I saw the demon looking at me. So I was like, okay, I see what's happening here. I took the food, put it in my car, went to work, got on the bus to to basically take me to my job. And as I was sitting there, I was like, Lord, you know, I was having an internal conversation with the Lord. Y'all, when I tell you, at that time, I was so, like, spiritual without even knowing I was, like, really led by the Spirit, you know, um, I was having an internal conversation with God without even talking. I was just like, man, why would the person give me that? Like, you are supposed to be somebody that's, like, cares and all of that. So I knew the Holy, Spirit was like, do, the Holy Spirit was like, do not eat it. So I was like, okay, what do I do with it, you know? And so I got to my door for my job, and there was a trash can right there next to the door. And so I opened the, the food, and I threw it in the trash can. Y'all, the amount, the scream that I heard in the room, the spirit. It was a busy place. It was like Baltimore, so it was people were walking and passing by, but nobody was screaming. Nobody was screaming. It was, it was, you know, normal Baltimore traffic. Not everybody was. It was like around seven a.m. Everybody was trying to get to work. There were very little people on the road, the cars passing by, but I heard this scream like this scream that was so loud and i and i looked around to see if anybody heard it nobody nobody heard it so i knew it was in the realm of the spirit i heard a scream when i threw the food away so when i threw the food away the scream was so loud it was like a screeching scream like really like like really intense and loud almost like a woman screaming like a little girl like screaming but anyway so Immediately, I ran into the. I ran. I ran. You know, and I closed the door, to, to my job, and I went and I um I, I cleaned up the bowl. I washed it, and so I, I bought lunch and I ate lunch. I went, back. You know, um, and I gave. I tried to give. I well, I gave the bowl, back to the person. You know what the person said. The person said. She said. You did not eat the food I gave you. And I'm like, what do you mean I did not eat the food? Like, I'm in Baltimore. You are in Columbia, Maryland. We are in two different cities. How do you know I didn't eat the food? That was when my, all my different gifts were just like, poop poop boop, 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 Like, going off. And I was like, oh, you are a witch. Okay, I see. There was something that the person placed inside of the food that was supposed to do harm to me. But praise to God for obedience because I obeyed the Holy Spirit prompting. Do not eat the food. Do not eat the food. Do not eat the food. And guess what? I didn't eat Jezebel's food. I threw that thing in the trash. And the person told me, you did not eat the food. And I was like, how would you know if I ate the food or not? And I just dismissed it and I walked away. And that was a learning experience for me. Is that every food that I people who know me knows, I like to cook my own food. I like to cook my own food. I, I rarely eat anything from anybody. I rarely drink anything from anybody. I'm very cautious about what I put inside of me. Because guess what? Witches can put food, can put things in your food to track you. Okay? To do harm against you, to, to, to hurt you to cause you to, to have diseases and syndromes and illnesses, okay? Many people who are barren, okay? People. That's why, I, oh God, I, th- I feel like I need to do like a witchcraft like, um, teaching to, be, to help people to be cautious because, you know, as an African person, especially being somebody who've listened to a lot of African preachers, I'm very aware of witchcraft, so I'm very discerning in what I eat. Most of the time when I go to, you know, African gatherings, I don't eat anything. After I realize that, after I discern that, I don't eat anything. I don't drink nothing. I eat before I go. I go and sit there and I support. And I, after like 30 minutes or an hour, I, I get up and I leave. So the person literally just exposed themselves to me. You know, you have to be careful because these witches and warlocks, they can put something in your food to track you, okay? There are people who have had weddings, and people have come to your wedding and given you certain items and, you know, and and blessed you with certain food and certain things, and you took it, you ate it, you drank it, and all of a sudden you, you can't have kids anymore. Why? Because they put witchcraft in your food. You have to be careful. That's why, you know, a lot of kids who are in African countries, they always tell them, if anybody give you candy, do not eat it. If anybody give you ice cream, do not eat it. If anybody, it's not that somebody shouldn't give them things, but we know, we are aware of witchcraft. And so we, we, we you know, they tell, they tell the little kids, do not eat anything from anybody that you don't know. Because the witches need to, uh, put, you know, have access to you so that they can get ranking in, in the realm of the spirit demonically. Okay, so that's why you got to be careful what you you eat from people. People know me. I don't eat from anybody. If you tell me you're going to, even like gift, I don't, I don't take gift and keep it in my house. No, 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 no. There are times where I have received gift and I threw it right out. I, I'll say, thank you so much. I'll either donate it or throw it away because I know I'm very aware <laughs> of the, the uh, amount of, demonic things that people want to do so i have to be very guarded okay especially if you have an, a certain glory anointing on your life call of god on your life these witches are after you because you if if they are able to to do anything against you then that means that they have more ranking okay they, they don't want look want people because they are they already have have been had by the enemy they want people in their in who are you know leaders that's why you gotta protect yourself, okay? That's why you gotta be a prayer warrior. Like the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit was like, "Do not eat that." And I, you know, many years ago, I would have never understood all that was happening. You know what? You know what? The warning I was having in my rem in in my spirit, the warning. I, you know, I, I kept sensing and discerning. I, I didn't have language for it. I didn't even know what a five-foot ministry was. But the Holy Spirit, I knew, was talking to me. I knew God was talking to me. And I'm so glad that I didn't eat that. Because if I did, I don't know what could have happened. You know, I don't know what could have happened. And that same person, one time, that person made me food. And I was praying over my food. And the person said, oh, you pray for your, you pray over your food? Immediately, I was like, yeah, I'm not eating this. <laughs> I'm not eating this. That was before. Before they ever, you know, gave me that type of food again. I was like, no, I'm not eating it. So I went to put it away. And 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 then I was like, wow, Lord, what am I discerning? Because I didn't have language. I didn't have anybody to to teach me those things. But I was discerning witchcraft around me. You know, around the same people in, in who were, like, there. I was like, wow. And so when... You know, it, it it was like Gideon. You know, I felt like Gideon. I was discerning things that are very idle, and so even like um, what's his name, uh, Benny Han was like talking about how he himself, his family were practicing witchcraft. They would have people come and you know read their palm every every day. You know, they were doing a lot of witchcraft things, and and he was discerning. Those things, and he didn't have language for it. But now that he was preaching about it, he was preaching against it. And he knew in his spirit that it was there was something off about his family, and there was something off about the people around him. And so what I did was I literally just stopped. I was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to eat this. Okay, I'm not." So I want you guys to. I think I have to do a teaching on, on witchcraft. Really. To, to warn people because um and the the reason why I'm saying that is because I have learned so much about witchcraft and divination from a pastor who's African and he preached against it. He preached to to show you like what witches do and all of that. Um to expose witches basically. Because he has had to do a lot of deliverance on people who have been his 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 deliverance ministry is called Against witches, against warlocks, there are people who are called specifically, specifically to certain, certain demons, and his is against which, witches. So he's dealt with a lot. Of, I think he's done, um, you know, uh, deliverance for twenty years. So he's very skilled in deliverance, and so when I started to discern those things, I started to watch his deliverance, you know, um, teachings about witches and and warlocks. Literally, some of them can use remote control to to control you because they have access to you because of what they gave you to eat. I was like so shocked, the things that he was teaching and and preaching about and, and even casting witches, casting witchcraft out of people. We all know witchcraft is from, you know, Jezebel and all rebellion and all of that but anyway i didn't come here to talk about that but i wanted to warn somebody i don't know who's gonna try and give you food this week or next week or somebody promised you they're gonna make you some food You got to be careful because sometimes when you step into your next level, the enemy wants access to you. And because they cannot be around you all the time, they need something to plant inside of you so that they can navigate to you and do all type of witchcraft stuff against you. That's why you got to be... You have to be really discerning and pray. There are times in my dream realm where I'll see something and I'm praying in tongues in my dream realm. You got to be in a place where you are a prayer warrior, okay? So that these witches, they, they know they can come. You can sniff them out a mile away. I told y'all. There was a time I went to preach. And there was a witch in the room. I remember God telling me, go sit at this specific place. And I was like, why am I sitting here? He's like, I'm trying to show you something. He's like, look at that woman. I'm like, okay, I'm looking at her. What, what is it about her? He didn't say anything. I went up to preach. I went up to pray. And I, 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 I prayed and the atmosphere shifted. And I started to prophesy to certain people. And then the Lord told me to look at that woman again. The moment I look at her. I was like, what am I not seeing? What are you trying to tell me? right and then the woman saw me looking at her and she quickly got up and when she got up i realized oh no she's a witch that's why she's running away you have to be able to you know discern cuz god will tell you god will expose them to you okay cuz there's some witches that come to churches And, you know, certain places to to disturb the atmosphere. There are places where, you know, yeah, they're, you know, they're religious spirit. And so, therefore, you cannot really penetrate the, 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 the atmosphere with the glory of God and the anointing of the Lord. But then there are certain witches in the room, okay, that has tried to come to stop the move of God, all right? So, when you're called to certain spirits and certain demonic realms and demonic spirit to basically dismantle it, you got to be, you got to learn about it. You got to be skilled with it because you got to know what you're facing. So when you see it, you know what it is and how to destroy it and dismantle it. Okay. I didn't have to call her out. She just, I looked at her and I kept looking at her and and, and she just got up and she just left. I, I would have loved it if she came to the altar and repented and gave her, her life to Jesus. That would have been great and cast and, and get that demon out of her, that Jezebel spirit out of her. But anyway. Hopefully, she, got, she gave her life to the Lord. So be careful what you eat, what you drink. People know me. I don't eat everywhere. I don't. I'm very, 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 very cautious because these witches, they, they want access. You cannot give them access. No, 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 no. No, no you can't. You can't. All right. So um, I, want, I want us to take a song break. And then I'm going to come and pray, and then we'll talk about what October is about, okay?
1: So we lift you high to Yahweh Exhale, Yahweh. Hey, you're in the inhale, Yahweh. You're in the exhale, Yahweh. Every time we breathe, we say your name. Every time we breathe, we mention your name. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh.
0: So if you're somebody who dream a lot and you are eating, that's also an access that these witches are still feeding you or trying to um, make their access to you more stronger. So be careful when you're in your dream room and you're always eating. These are witchcraft food that they're giving you and you're not eating those type of food that you, you think you're eating. You're actually eating something that is not God. Like something that is not that food at all. You, some, sometimes it's sicknesses that they're giving you. It's a lot of things. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't come here to talk about witchcraft at all. So I know this is the Lord trying to warn somebody. If you are dreaming a lot and you're eating. You have to start praying. Pray at least 30 minutes before you go to bed. Pray in tongues for at least 30 minutes before you go to bed. And take authority in your dream room and bind and destroy every access the lord is telling me right now open doors that you have that the enemy is using as a as an entryway into your dream room to feed you there could be somebody god is showing me right now there could be somebody that is in your life that is having that access to you that that you know there are people who are witches that they don't know they're witches so you gotta ask the lord i i yesterday the lord was you know giving me wisdom. He said, you know, uh, you got to look at the people in your life, okay? Are they feeding you your issues? Are they feeding your issues or are they freeing you? Are they freeing you? Are they helping you to be free or are they feeding you, feeding your issues? Are they freeing you or feeding you? Okay, there are people in your life every month, every year, the beginning of the year and ending of the year, you gotta, you know, go through the people around you. I'm not saying let everybody go. No, no, no. Even Jesus had his three Ps, right? He, he, Peter, um, he, he, he had um, his his PJs, right? James, um, Peter and and John, right? He had them close to him. He had those that were really close to him. So. It's good to have friends, but it's not the quantity of friends, it's the quality of friends. If they're going to feed the things that you've been struggling with or you've gotten free and you need to stay free, then you shouldn't go get somebody that has that issue around you. If you know the enemy is trying to target you with something, then you shouldn't go and get the person who is dealing with that around you because it's an open door, right? If you know the enemy is trying to cause you to start using drugs, right? You don't go get a drug addict to be your best friend. No, you keep that far away. If you know the enemy is trying to, you know, bring sexual immorality in your life, you don't go get somebody who is a who is who has submitted their life to perversion or is going through you know deliver, deliverance from perversion or is a sex addict around you cuz it's going to eventually feed you right so you got to be you got to be very quick in the spirit you got to be very discerning because the enemy comes he doesn't come as you know beautiful and 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 with you know something that you might be scared of He comes as something that you might like. Okay. Remember what I talked about last week. The the serpent was cunning. He comes as cunning. He comes as everything that you want. The best friend that you need. The one that moves in power. The one that is loving and caring will give you the shirt of your back. The one that tell you I will be with you all through. I will never deny you. The one that tell you not to go to the cross. The one, he knows how to use them. Jesus turned around and told Peter, devil, get deep behind me, right? You got to be careful, okay? You got to be careful. It's great to have friends. It's great to have people around you. But you got to ask yourself and ask the Lord, what is this person in my life to do? What am I in their life to do? Is this God or is this the enemy? Because you will open your eyes one day and realize they actually inflicted you more than you inflicted more than you helped them. Okay? You have to be very, very vigilant is the word that God is telling me. Vigilant. You gotta be vigilant and very discerning all right father we just thank you for this moment this time of rhema right now we bless your holy name adonai and we welcome you here bless this and this moment god of 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 your presence bless this moment of sacredness oh holy spirit Fill this place, fill this room, fill this atmosphere. Holy Spirit, let your anointing rest upon this place. Holy Spirit, I welcome you here. Have your way in this time. Have your way with what I say. Have your way in what I see, what I hear. Oh, Holy Spirit, have your way in this moment. Let the fire of God encamp around this moment. Oh God, I yield myself to you. I yield my members to you. I yield my mind, my eyes, my ears, my nose, my mouth to you. Let the word of God move through me and speak out of me. Nothing added, nothing removed. So pray God that you will Anoint this moment that the spirit of the Lord will rest upon this place in this moment. That the people will see October to see a a month that is a breakthrough month. A month that will shift them into the place that you're calling them. A month that will be a a month that will be remembered. A month that will be a month that will be victorious. uh, Ah, They will not live in oblivion anymore. But they will step into the clarity that you're calling them to have. And the fullness and the wholeness that you want them to have. In this month. It is so. It is so. It is so. In the name of Jesus. I apply the blood of Jesus. Over this podcast. And over this moment. We seal it. In the name of Jesus, and I ask you that Lord, you release even now your angels that take it te de base te sakariata. Release your angels even now, Adonai. The de ba kuri is tarema. The de astor rebasoto rabas sekataya. Zereme dor iskoto rebataya na zekete de bezor ilkiriakariata. Oh God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I just want you to say, God, I thank you. I thank you for what you've done and what you're doing. I bless your holy name. It's in the name of jesus we do pray amen amen all right so october is a month of forgiveness yes i know god was talking to me i was like lord what is october he said repentance and forgiveness there's a dual thing there he said repentance and forgiveness i know we've had a lot of you know breakthrough and 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 deliverance and great things and all of that but what god is telling me is Repentance and and forgiveness. And the word that he showed me right now is wholeness. That when you are able to step into this month with repentance and forgiveness, that you will see the wholeness of you. You will see yourself whole, whole, whole. That's what he's trying to get you to, a place of wholeness. So wherever it is that there is unrepentant heart, unrepentant mind, unrepentant things, experiences, wherever it is that you need to forgive you got to do it this month because this is a month that god want to see wholeness happen in your life in complete wholeness okay so before i go into that part i want to talk about what um god was sharing with me concerning the um the, the nations. okay i want to share about that uh concerning um the nations okay if you are somebody in this nation, I want you to pray. Pray for this nation because you are there for a reason. God could have put in you anywhere, but He put you specifically in this specific nation to be a watchwoman, to be a watchman, to pray. October 5th is National Bring Your Bible to School Day. October 5th. So it's right around the corner, right? Today is 2nd. So I think it is good. today is Monday, the 2nd. So I believe it's Friday. Either Friday or Thursday. Whatever the 5th is, you need to bring your Bible to school. If you are a leader of kids' ministry, student ministry, encourage them to bring the Bible and... They can bring a second Bible to bless somebody who does not have a Bible. You never know. Somebody in school could be led to Jesus, could, could encounter who God is through somebody bringing them a Bible. I remember I was I met these kids and I was asking them, because it was a Sunday, I was asking them, did you guys go to church? And one of the boys, and he said, no, you know, he's been wanting to go to church, but his mom doesn't want to. And the way he said it, you could see the, the, the yearning in his heart, the desire to want to go to church. And he all he needed was somebody to take him, okay? So you never know, you could be that one that will answer that boy's life, boy's um, prayer to get a Bible, to, to be able to encounter Jesus. And you could be the one to invite that person to church. So bring your Bible to school day is October 5th, okay? All right, so what is the Lord saying about the nations, Okay. What is the Lord saying about the nations? I want us to look at that. So let's pray for Zimbabwe, as led by the Holy Spirit, economy and government restoration. God want to do that, okay, in this in this uh, country, Uganda. Let's pray with the help of the Holy Spirit for Uganda. God is connect is trying to connect the country with other countries to gain allegiance, resources, generational connections, longitudinal connections. Okay, so Uganda, this is what God is trying to do. California georgia utah tennessee texas we should pray about these states and, and uh utah god is trying to do something in these countries i mean in these states okay in these states in usa in germany i see a lot of people like something bad happened to an important an important person in germany so let's pray for for the leaders in germany okay israel uh for the longest time i think from since last two months ago i started to feel a weeping for israel a weeping for israel and we we all know what's happening in israel right now right and so let's start to pray for israel england pray about harsh winter let's pray with the help of the holy spirit about harsh winter that the people will not have harsh winter i see snow so let's pray that the snow will not be harsh upon them okay let's pray about these countries so that god will send angels to to help them and to protect them, and to see what it is that God want to do in these countries to happen, okay? So since uh, uh, September 18th, I've been feeling a weeping in the spirit for Israel, and so we are to pray for Israel. All right, so today I want us to look at the Bible verses that God gave me, was for us to look at um, the book of Acts. I was asking the Lord about how to connect the repentance and forgiveness and wholeness, okay? And he, he led me to the book of Acts, uh, uh, Act, um, uh, the Act of the Apostles, 5, Act 5. And also he wanted me to talk about John 8, about the woman who is caught in adultery, okay? Who is caught in adultery. So uh, first I want to talk about the woman who's caught in adultery. The people there needed to forgive her. And Jesus had to forgive her. And she had to forgive herself. And she had to repent. Repentance was dependent on her. Forgiveness was dependent on the people around her and also with herself. Because, you know, it it takes two to tango. So the man, I don't know where the man was, but nobody talked about him, right? Because she was the one that was um, caught i guess maybe he ran away i don't know so john eight, a woman caught in adultery jesus returned to the mountain uh, the mount of olives but early the next morning he was back again at the temple a crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them i love that jesus always took advantage of teaching the people as he was speaking the teachers of religious law and the pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery they came to interrupt they came to stop him they came to basically uh interrupt you know not every interruption is divine i don't think this was a divine interruption but you know what jesus is so skilled and so uh anointed and so led by the spirit that he used this moment as a teaching moment because if they truly had the holy spirit if they truly had the father's love in their heart they would have not needed to come and interrupt jesus teaching okay they would have said you know what we have sinned just like you your sin has been exposed to everybody to see Thank God our sins have not been exposed to, for everybody to see. We forgive you. You can go. But they were so what? Religious. They said what? The teachers of religious law. Because religiosity does not see compassion. It says in the Bible that mercy triumphs over judgment. When you are religious, you don't have mercy for nobody. You don't have compassion for nobody. All you want to see is you sinned and you need to go to hell. You sin and you need, you need to get punished. But you forget that God gave you mercy when you sinned many years ago, right? So here they come, interrupting. You know the thing is, every interruption might not be divine, but God can make it divine. He can use it for His glory, and that's what that is exactly what He did here. It says here, what it says here. Then put her in front of the crowd. They they didn't just bring her to Jesus and say, you know what, Jesus, let let's just go to the side, you know, and and just talk to you about this woman. But no, they really displayed her her issue and her sin to for everybody to see even those that were there and those that were walking by you know there, there's a, a protocol in the prophetic where you as a prophet do not expose people to the whole congregation you draw them aside or you draw them with your your pastor to the side and you quietly talk about their issue you don't expose it because whenever the enemy is trying to expose somebody's sin it's not really God it's it's the enemy trying to Literally destroy somebody's reputation, or or cause somebody to to be looked at a certain way, or even you know have a religious spirit about them. That's why they're doing that. Whenever somebody try to expose your sin to everybody, that's that's a religious spirit. That is exactly what happened here. Okay, that is a person, that is a Pharisee basically, and that's a a person with a religious, I you know. Um, Religious doctrine, religious heart, religious mind. Because a person who is really led by the Spirit would never interrupt Jesus like that. They would probably have waited for Jesus to finish teaching. They would have probably, you know, um, dealt with it on their own because the Holy Spirit or God Himself would have helped them dealt with it. But because they are religious, they could not see past the sin. So here it is, um, John 8, 4. It says here, that teacher, that's what they said. They called him teacher. They said to Jesus, this woman, here they come. This woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? So they came with a trap. They wanted to just, you know, whenever the enemy comes, like Jesus called the, the Pharisees, what? You are like your father. He called them serpents. He called them, you know, he, 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 he called them serpents, right? He said, well, you are like your father, the serpent, right? These are the same way, the, the same strategy that the enemy used in the garden to talk to, uh, uh, to Eve with questions. Whenever the enemy comes with questions, like, oh, you know the law says this. We should. Somebody's listening right now, and, and the, the, the person at your job is doing the same thing that person has a a pharisee spirit coming to the 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 leader and saying oh you know if 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 somebody doesn't this this or that then that means they need to be fired right so you need to fire that person no 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 you don't have mercy at all you don't have mercy so here it is they said you know if this woman was caught in in the adultery the law of moses say we should stone her what do you say they were trying to trap him into saying something they could ha- use against him. They were trying to hit they were trying to, you know, kill one bird with, with two stones. They were trying to literally destroy this woman's life and cause Jesus to be in a trap. You see, every 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 interruption is not divine. This interruption was calculated. Okay, it was calculated. So what did it say? But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. I, we don't know what he wrote. But to you know, the revelation that I got many years ago was that he was remembering where human, human beings came from. We were, brought, we, we were made from the ground. We were made from dust. Right? So he was writing in it to remind them, hey, all of you are the same. You all came from dust. Did you forget that, G, that God used his own hands to create you? That God spoke and, and he breathed life into you? I think that was a moment where, where God was going back into the beginning and re, re-reminding the people there and even us that we all came from d- dust and that is part of our nature is to be sinful, Right? So they kept demanding an answer. So he he stood up again and said, You know, I love the pauses that Jesus took. Sometimes before, you know, when you discern certain things that people are doing, because this was discernment, he he realized what they were doing. You know, when you discern it, you, you don't want to move in haste. Jesus never moved in haste. Even when he went and called Lazarus to come forth, he didn't move in haste. He was very calm. Even when there was the storm raging around him he was very calm even when there was the storm uh, you know raging around the boat he was asleep jesus never moved in haste and we can learn from this that if somebody is falsely accusing you or, or trying to trap you you don't answer quickly you 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 take a moment a pause to really hear what god is saying i think he was communicating with god at that moment when he was riding in the in in the ground what did he say he says all right but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. I love that. If you have never sinned, if you are perfect, you, you go ahead and stone her. Go ahead. Many of you are gossiping about people. Many of you are trying to expose, many of you are, are, are behaving like this, like the Pharisees. I think that's why God is trying to uh, pray, um, cause this moment of October to be a, a time of repentance and forgiveness. You might be the one to forgive, or you might be the one to repent. You, you wherever you wherever you fit, you you know the Holy Spirit will help you. So Jesus told them, if you've never sinned, throw the first stone. Many people have been a Pharisee. You are literally blasting people's sins everywhere. Oh, look, that person. Have you sinned? Yes. Track the times the where you did wrong things. Imagine those wrong things being exposed into the whole job or the whole ministry or the whole church or the whole community i mean imagine walking around and your sin on your forehead that is shameful right god never want want to put our sin on our forehead for everybody to know because it's not for them to know it's it's between you and him and even he doesn't remember it the sins that has happened in the past he doesn't remember it so here it is, this woman' sin is being exposed to everybody to see. They will try to just shame her, right? Shame is not from God. If anybody is trying to shame you, it's not from God. God will never shame you. God will never tell everybody your issue. He never does that. And if he does, he's trying to heal you. He will never tell everybody. He will tell a few people. This is what this person is, the few people that he trusts. God, I, 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 I'm, I've been in healing ministry, okay, and as a prophet, God reveals things about people to me, because he knows, I have that relationship with God, where I know the deep things about people, but I will never say it, God, God trusts me to know a leader is sleeping around, or a leader is is, is perverse, or a leader is... Is, is dealing with, with you know, uh, this spirit or that spirit. I know that. I can discern that. But God trusts me not to go around telling people about it. I would never. Because the fear of God in me will never allow me to do that. Because if I did that, God will be so angry with me. And I don't want to be at that part of God. I don't want to be at that, at that side of God. So what did he do? He told him, throw the first stone if you are the one who've never sinned. And we all know who has never sinned, Jesus. He could have thrown the stone, but he, he didn't. Eight. Then he stooped down again and rode in the dust. Then, um, and when the accusers, accusers heard this. This is the accusers because the devil is an accuser of the brethren. And that's what they were doing. Vipers. Jesus called them vipers. You are accuser of the brethren. The amount of things I could say about certain leaders, they could lose their ministry. They could lose their churches. But I, I, don't, I don't say that. I just keep it to myself and I pray to God. Because I know that he reveals it to me to pray for them. The amount of things I know about people, the people, people, people could be like, whoa. But, I, but God knows that if he wants to expose it, he will. It's not for me to do, to, to, to do that. Because I, I don't accuse people. I pray for people. So if you've been in this position where you have been going around and, and smearing people's issues or you know, even lies about people, you have been called an accuser. Because it says, when the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the odors, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. There was a whole crowd. See, the enemy wants a crowd because he wants people to spread it even more. He wants division. This was a division moment. But God brought unity there by saying, if you've never sinned, because everybody was, there was a division of, oh, we are righteous. Because, you know, the Pharisees, they, were, they, felt, they felt that they were righteous. And everybody else was sinful. So there was righteous and, and sinner. The sinner being the woman with, with the, you know, who has been caught in adultery. But with one word. With one sentence, Jesus caused unity in the, in the place. Every one of you, including this woman, have sinned. There is no division here. Y'all are the same. Y'all came from the dust. Y'all are the same. You have sin in you. Jesus brought unity in this place. And forgiveness. They had to forgive the woman that was an act of forgiveness all of them slipping away because they knew the, the only way you sometimes the only way you can forgive is to see that you need forgiveness yourself because the bible says what in 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 psalm 23 forgive me as i forgive others right so you, you in order to forgive people you have to realize that you too are a sinner that J- jesus stood up again and said to the woman where are your accusers he didn't call them, where are your friends? Where are your, you know, your, your brothers and sisters? He called them what they were behaving like. Your accusers. So the people that are coming around you and, and, and treating you like this woman are accusers. And we all know the devil is the accuser of the brother. He accused Job. He accused so many of us. He goes before the Lord day and night to accuse us. So if you find yourself being an accuser, you gotta repent. He says what he says, what? Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you. Because that's what the accusers do. They condemn. The enemy condemns, but God redeems. He redeems. He does not condemn. Even when we, we sin, God knows how to like draw us with the Holy Spirit with conviction. Conviction does not feel like condemnation. Condemnation comes with shame. And everybody else gossiping about you, but conviction, conviction, conviction covers you. Conviction does not tell your issue to everybody. Conviction keeps your, your issue to themselves. People who you, you know, if somebody is, is sent to convict you, they, they, they don't spread your, your, your issue. They only talk to you and you alone about it. And even if they have to talk to somebody else, they talk to one other person. They ask God for permission before they open their mouth and talk about your issue to other people. Majority of the things that I know about people, the leaders that I've been under, I keep it to myself. God, it's between me and God. I will never go somewhere and talk about it. Because I was there to convict and pray for them and, and leave. They know, I know. Because God allowed me to, 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 to speak to them about it. And convict them, because sometimes God will, He will try to convict, convict, convict you, and convince you to to literally stop sinning. But if you don't, He will send a prophet, like how Nathan was sent to David. Okay, he he will have a Nathan come to you, and come. Nathan didn't go around to the whole neighborhood and 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 blast, you know, David. No, it was a a one to one thing. It was a a sacred moment. Okay. 11, she said, no, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I go and sin no more. I love that part because there was a redemption there. There was a redemption. There was forgiveness here, okay? Jesus redeemed her. She repented. She forgave herself. And the other people had to forgive her. And Jesus forgave her. Jesus forgave her already. And so where do you see yourself? Are you the accusers? Are you the Pharisees? Are you in a place of Jesus where you have to make a decision in front of all the crowd that are accusing somebody? You might be in a leadership. What is your rule? What, what are you going to do? Are you going to behave like the Pharisees and the Sadducees and also gossip? Or be unforgiven? Or are you going to forgive and tell, the, and tell the person, where are your accusers? They have also done wrong they have also stolen something they might not have stolen that thing but they stole company time you know or they did something wrong Or well, you yourself as a leader you've done something wrong and the woman she had to repent and forgive herself and receive forgiveness some of you have to forgive yourself forgive other people okay or you have to receive forgiveness Because sometimes the enemy will try to tell you, you have not been forgiven. And that's why you feel condemned. But that's why you feel like you can't move on. That's why you keep replaying in your mind. But God want to tell you, you have been forgiven. Do not let the enemy convince you of that anymore. You might be somebody that needs to repent. So I want us to take a moment. And just reflect on what has been said so far. And ask God to show you. Holy Spirit, please show them what they need to know in this moment. Because I want to see them shift into freedom. Shift into wholeness. Shift into through, through repentance and forgiveness. God, if it's them, show it to them. If it's other people, show it to them. Whatever it is they need to know, show it to them. So I'm going to play this song. I just want you to just take a pause. And just really listen. With your heart, with your mind. every Take all distractions away from you. This is a very important moment right here. That God want to just come to you. Jesus want to come to you. Because he is the re- redeemer. He want to come to you and help you. In this moment. Mm-hmm.
2: Lord, we harm ourselves.
0: You've had a moment to just really hear the Lord on what He wants to tell you concerning this moment. Some of you could uh, have been convicted by the Holy Spirit, uh, letting you know that you have been an accuser of the burden, um, maybe at your job, in your ministry, um, in your friendship, even in your family. And you, need, you neglected to see that you too have once sinned before you. You know, and Jesus is telling you right now, if you've never sinned, throw the first stone. Um, some of you you have you might have um been the one caught in a sin. You might have been the one that was doing something wrong and you got caught instead of the person having mercy on you, went and told everybody about it. Uh spread your your issue in front of everybody or, you know, um spread lies or spread something you know because remember that the pharisees they had an agenda it wasn't necessarily the woman that they were after it was jesus that they were after sometimes people intentionally with the demonic spirit in them try to discredit you so that um that people will not see the god in you okay sometimes people will lie on you sometimes what they said might be true but There is a way to do a thing, right? Uh, A way to handle a thing. Um, Or you might be Jesus in this moment where you are a leader. And somebody have come to you, you know, people have come to you about a certain person. And um, you either could join them and keep on spreading whatever it is about the person that you've heard. Or you can go straight to the person like Jesus went Jesus went to the woman and said, where are your accusers? And then he, he first dealt with the people that came to him and said, if you never sinned, throw the first stone. And then he went to the woman. Okay, He didn't go to other people. He went straight to the people that came to him with the issue. And then he went to the woman. And he redeemed the woman. So, which one are you? Or you could be the woman who is in this issue where you need to forgive yourself, you need to forgive the other people that are shaming you and you need to receive um, you need to receive and be okay with Jesus forgiving you and you know repenting and all of that. So there's wholeness here. If you, if you look you will see the wholeness. The wholeness is the unity that came in, in the atmosphere when Jesus said, if you've never sinned through the first stone, because there was division there. And wherever there's division, there's no wholeness, right? There's no unity. There's no wholeness there. So Jesus brought brought wholeness to the division by telling them, you are all like dust. You are all like this woman. Your sin might not be like hers, but you have sinned. Just like her. So there was wholeness there that Jesus brought. And There was wholeness in the woman. She was recognized as somebody who was sinful but was forgiven. She was whole. She left whole. She did not leave with shame. She did not leave with the sin on her. She was washed with the word and the love of Jesus. She was redeemed. She left whole. She was seen. She was covered by Jesus. She probably never had somebody cover her like that. She probably never had somebody see her in her sin. And still see her as worthy to be redeemed. There was wholeness in the eyes, in the sight, in the perception. Wholeness happened in so many levels. In the heart, in the crowd, in the, in the natural, in the, in the realm of the spirit. There was wholeness that was there because there was repentance there was forgiveness now I want us to look at when you don't forgive when you don't repent because there's two sides to every coin right so I want the Lord was highlighting this part to me and I want us to look at it Acts 5 we all know about Sapphira and, and Ananias right But there was a certain man named Ananias who, with his wife, Sapphira, sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was the full amount. It was the whole amount, right? Full amount. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. This is like the garden. Like, this is like the garden. Back to the garden. You know, this is like back. I don't know if you... uh, Whenever I read the Bible, there's so many so many connections there. Like this is like Adam and Eve. The issue where they, they them two plant something together with the help of the enemy, right? Here we see the same deception planning with, with with the husband and wife stepping into sin together. Three, then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? Right? Unforgiveness. Uh, unrepentant is in the heart sin starts in the heart it doesn't start just because you you your heart your heart that's why God wants your heart he says what love the Lord with all your heart with all your mind with all your soul because sin starts from the start in the heart and when it starts in the heart it goes to the mind then you start to think about how you can do the sin and then it, 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 it when you do the sin, it eats up your soul. And that's why God says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. Because when you do that, there's no room for sin. You see how brilliant God is? Because when you give those areas to the Lord, there's no room for the enemy to come in and creep in. Because the love of God is filling that place so much. Why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit, and you kept some of the money for yourself. This was Peter. I love Peter. You know, there are times where Peter is like, Peter, you, you just need to be quiet, and just just be quiet. You know, like how in the garden, he cut the ear off the person, when he told Jesus, you know, you you, you should not wash my feet, right? And and when he, um during the transfiguration, he was like, "Do you want us to build three? You know, I, I don't I don't remember how many tents he wanted he wanted you know to build." There are times where where Peter is like talking too much, and then there are times where what Peter is saying is so profound, right? He he had this like military um, demeanor about him, like very militant, right? So Peter was like a, a no nonsense person, right? he he had a he, he had to a, a side of him that was a no nonsense but right? he was like first of all <laughs> i can discern y'all y'all are some lying to the holy spirit f- sinful people and he voiced it he wasn't afraid of their faces he wasn't afraid of them now i understand why you know jesus used him as a reference that he will build his his you know his temple his house on the rock of 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 peter peter's revelation it wasn't really on peter but the revelation of you are the son of god because there there were great things that came out of the mouth of peter and there were you know some not so great things that you know but out of the revelation of you know jesus being the son of god is is where you know his his house that the the kingdom of god is built from that revelation, right? And so here, Peter is like very bold about it. Like you have lied. He he didn't sugarcoat it. I feel like there there's some Peter Peter anointing that some leaders need to have. Like you need to be able to speak up to these people and tell them you have sinned. You know you know you have done this wrong. You need to be able to be bold about it. You know, Ananias and 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 Sapphira did sin. But the thing is that Peter didn't go around to everybody. And told everybody in, in, instead of Ananias and Sapphire, he went straight to them and talked and told them that. He didn't, he didn't go and stand, you know, uh, in the midst of a crowd and, and tell everybody about it, but he took authority in that moment and, and, and went, went straight to them. This was a moment of conviction to them, not shame. He wasn't trying to shame them, he was trying to convict them. And you kept some of the money for yourself the property was yours to sell or not sell as you wished and peter was very uh strategic with his 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 language and his his um his words because he was telling them hey you brought money to the apostles but remember that you just lied that you brought the whole money and you not didn't you not just lie but your heart was deceitful that's why you lied and you lied to the holy spirit because the money that you give into to the apostles, it's not really for them. It's, it's for the work of the Lord, right? And for the Holy Spirit to, to use as the Lord pleases, right? To be led by the Spirit on, in how to use the money. So he was like, first of all, I want you to know that you could have sold the property or could not, not have. Because you, it, it, it's yours. It's, it, it belongs to you. It says, well, and after selling it, the money was also yours to give away, right? Peter was trying to let him know the money belonged to you after you sell it. It's yours. Like the property was yours. The money that you got from the property was yours. You could have done whatever you wanted to do with it. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. And Peter was letting them know, hey. You could have kept the money to yourself if you wanted to. We're not trying to shame you. We're not trying to, you know, cause you to, to falsely give to us, to force you to give to us. You could have kept the money to yourself. You could have kept the property to yourself. But one thing you did was that you lied to the Holy Spirit. You lied to God. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. This was judgment from the Lord. Because, look, Ananias could have interrupted Peter and said, when, when Peter said, you know, you lied to the Holy Spirit, he could have been like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because, you know, Simeon, Simeon the sorcerer literally told Peter, oh, he's sorry, please pray for me. That's, a, that's what um, Simeon the sorcerer said. He told Peter to pray for him. Ananias could have said, oh, I'm sorry, please pray for me. He could have interrupted. He, you, look, conviction is immediate. Conviction is immediate. The Holy Spirit doesn't just, you know, take his time to convict you. It's immediate. You feel it. And immediately, when you feel it, immediately, you know, you're supposed to repent. They felt it immediately. If he interrupted, um, you know, Peter and, and, and asked for forgiveness, I think he would have not died. So what? He fell to the ground. He, he fell to the floor and died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. Everyone that heard about his death, how he died, were terrified because they realized you cannot be lying to the Holy Spirit. You cannot be lying to God. Then some young men got up, wrapped him in a sheet, and took him out and buried him. He wasn't repentant. He did not ask for forgiveness. Because, you know, God is a forgive. He's a mercy for God. If you want him to forgive you, he will forgive you. He could have asked for forgiveness through Peter. He said, Peter, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. He could have said that. He could have admitted it. But he just waited for Peter to just talk, and then he just felt the ground. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her. See, P- Peter was convicting, because conviction will, will address the issue straight to you, right? will address the issue straight to you. He asked her, was this the price you and your husband received from your land? Because Peter could have said, you know what, your husband just died. You sinned, you, sin, you died too. No, but he, he was in a place where God was using him to convict. And this was a moment where she could have repented. She could have repented. She could have said, oh, you're right, I'm sorry. But what did she say? Yes, she replied. She lied that was the price and peter said how could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the lord like this the young men who buried your husband are just outside the door and they will carry you out too peter gave her a moment to repent to receive forgiveness to behold. because if she Repented and received forgiveness, she could have been living. But she didn't. She went along with the lie, and she too she died. And I believe this is the moment where God is trying to have give people a a moment to repent. He's not exposing your issue to everybody. He's not, because when the people heard that he, he that that Ananias died and how he died, that's when they were. You know, they had fear in in their heart. But if they repented in front of Peter, none of this would have, you know, had gone out into the crowd. Sometimes God is trying to have a one-on-one with you so that your issue does not end up in front of everybody because you got, you died or something happened to you and not physical death, but spiritual death. 10. Instantly, she fell to the floor and died. When the young men came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. So what happened? Great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who heard what had happened. And I believe this is the moment where God is trying to bring great fear to the church again. Because many, many people, you know, uh, all through September, I kept meeting people who have been hurt by by leaders. I I, I met a Mormon who is a Christian but goes to a a Mormon church. I met somebody who's an atheist. I met so many people who have been church hurt, not by people in the church, but by leaders and and the things that they've they've endured, I'm like wow. See that, I know like you know leading a church is not easy, but as a leader, you don't want to do more damage than good. You know, if 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 you are a leader, you you don't take sabbaticals, you don't take time away. You could unintentionally hurt people, because these people were lukewarm. You know, there are many lukewarm people, because. People who have been tortured, I've been tortured by leaders. I've had leaders hurt, do dis, despicable things that if you heard about you'd be like, wow. And I've seen God deal with them, like literally deal with them. And I've had prophets come and tell me God is going to deal with them for what they did. So for me, I'm not going to leave the church because I'm, my faith, my, my, my relationship with God is fermented with him. God is the reason why I, I live and move and have my being. He is my all. So whatever a leader does, that's on them and God. That's between them and God. I, I pray for them and I, I leave them in the hands of the Lord. Okay? That, that will never cause me to leave a church or leave the faith. But because these people are lukewarm, when a leader does something to them, Because they've not had a fermentation with God as their father, as their everything. They look to the leader and then they leave. So I met these people and they they were like, and I told them, hey, I have seen God redeem. So if the person did something against you, they will redeem. God will redeem you. And they they were like, "But, but they will never see it. I'm like, you don't have to see it. Trust me. Many, many people who have done you wrong they are tormented inside because they know what they did was wrong. And if they are wise, they will go be at their feet and pray to God to forgive them and learn how to do better. So as a leader, it's good to take a time away and really get, get close to the Father and just take time away from leading a church or leading a ministry because if you don't, you could unintentionally, I don't think every leader want to intentionally hurt somebody, you know, but unless you're like a Saul, <laughs> but a Saul leader. But you could un- unintentionally hurt somebody from what you say to other people that they might have overheard or what you did or didn't do. You know, nobody's perfect. You're not going to be a, a perfect leader. There's no perfect leader out there. But there are certain things that are, that are intentional that you could have done that could hurt somebody. And even if you were in their shoes, could hurt you. Or you would, you would not have tolerated it. So I, I believe that God is trying to bring a fear back into his church. And, and sometimes it, 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 it requires certain leaders being demoted, being removed from positions because they lack the fear of God. Whenever you lack the fear of God, that is the beginning of pride in Leviathan. Right? Because you are being the God in the ministry or the God in the business of the god in the church and there is only one god and his name is the i am that i am jehovah elohim he is the god so um we see that if you don't repent there is consequences you know it's so important that you quickly repent when you you get convict convicted and i believe god is talking to the certain people that He's been trying to convict you, and you you are convicted, but you don't want to repent. And that's rebellion, that's pride. Uh, And so God is trying to bring the fear of him to you, uh, just as he brought the fear of God to the church when they heard about what happened to Ananias and Sapphira, because you don't want to be a leader that have to endure this, nor do you want to be a child of God that have to endure this, because... You know, you could not. You're not going to die physically. But the the worst, the worst thing is to die spiritually. The worst thing is to die spiritually because Samson died in the spirit. He the Holy Spirit left him. He didn't even know it. You don't want that. You don't want to be and a place where sin is in between you and God so much that you can't move in glory, you can't move in power, you can't move in the anointing that you used to move in. There are times where even me myself where I have been in the in the presence of God and I'm like I, I can't I can feel him and I'm like, Lord, what what is going on? And he told and then he reveals to me something that happened that I did not either forgive or repent. The moment I repented, I felt the fire of God rushing. His glory came. His, his anointing came. Sin separates us from God. That's why he doesn't like it. Because it's like, you know, as, you know, if you're dating as a woman, if you're dating a guy, you don't want to be separated from him for a long time. You want to see him, you know, at least twice a week or, you know, more, more than twice a week if you guys go away and don't see each other for a long time you feel that like man I want to see I want to see the person that I'm in love with right I want to see him right now I want to spend time with him and that's how God is he want to spend time with you because he loves you he first loves us so whenever you sin it separates us it separates him think about the guy that you like if you're a woman or if you're a man the woman that you like and you 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 don't get time to spend you don't get you know time to spend together especially in the beginning stages of you know courting and being in love and all of that you want to spend time with each other you want to spend hours on the phone talking about nothing together you want to spend time with each other get close to each other you know, do silly things and all of that, and go out and eat and enjoy each other's company. Imagine not being able to do that when you are in love with somebody. It hurts. You, you want to see the person, right? That's how it is for God. He cannot be with his first love because he's our first love and we are his first love. That's why he talked about Israel in the book of Hosea. He called them word prostitute. He's like, the, the part that I love is that he's like, you guys are behaving like prostitutes. And I'm paraphrasing. You, you guys are behaving a, as prostitutes, but you don't even charge like a prostitute. <laughs> I was like, whoa. God, like the Bible is so, so much like revelation and like wisdom. And it's just like, Whoa. They're behaving like prostitutes, but they're not even charging like prostitutes. Basically, you're just prostituting yourself away, free. Letting the enemy take advantage of you. But today, it ends. this month, it ends. So I just want you to really go through the, the whole month of October. And really ask the Lord, just in your quiet time, just ask Him. This is a soul moment. Because he wants to make you whole. There was wholeness here. In the church. Ananias and Sapphira brought wholeness to the church. That was the fear of God. Because that was something that was needed. And right after that, the apostles went around in healing. and you know, Doing miracles, signs and wonders. Because before miracles, signs and wonders have to come. The fear of God has to come. I have been sent to many leaders to put a fear of God in them. And when I I meet them and they're very pompous or very religious or very rebellious and, and stubborn, the Lord is talking to me about it, about them. And I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, give them some time. Okay, just give them two months, you know. Before you, you remove them from their position. Or before you, you change the guards in their ministry. And I'm over here contending for them. And I'm you know, trying to talk to them and like minister to them. And, and tell them the issue so they can fix it. And many times, some of them, they listen. Some of them, after I leave, when God brings a little bit of judgment. Then they're like, okay, okay, okay. They're, they're going to they're, they're, they're obey. And then they obey. I watch the words that God gave me to give to leaders, to see it happen. Sometimes I watch it, because I pray about it when I leave them. I don't just leave, I pray for them after I leave. And then uh, when I see what what God was telling me to tell them to implement, when they start to implement it, when they start to have prayer ministries, again, in their churches, when they start to fast as a church and do all the things that God was telling me to tell them to do, I'm like, okay, great. Fear of God is back in the church again or in that ministry. So I feel an angel of the Lord in the room, and I pray that angels are around you, they encamp around those who fear God. The word of God says, Angels encamp around those who fear God. So God I just ask you that the beity, just as the fear of God has come in the room right now, that you will release your angelic host to them to help them to forgive, to repent, to see wholeness in their life in October. So, God, we just seal this moment with the blood of Jesus. Holy Spirit, minister to them. Anything that I left out, anything that I didn't say, you know it. You tell them, talk to them. I pray that your ear gates, your eye gates, all your senses are open to you, Lord. That you will minister to them. Let there be a visitation. That's what the tongues is. As I was praying in tongues, God gave me an interpretation. It says, let there be a, a visitation, encounter with you and your children. That it will not be a place of temporary, but dwelling. He wants you to dwell, not be in temporal. It's not a place of temporary. It's a place of dwelling. So God, visit them this October so that they can step into it with wholeness, wholeness in them, wholeness in their family, to job, finances, health, wholeness, God, in every area, the influence, the ministries, the churches, wholeness, in every area, God, that, that, that is important to you and important to them, wholeness, Lord, through repentance and forgiveness. I'm going to end with with this prayer. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake, here do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. Prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this October our daily bread and forgive us Give us these days, God, our daily bread. Each day in October, give us our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. Those that were before October, those that were in the past, even current ones. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive. God, as we repent and act for forgiveness, help us to also forgive others their trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptations. Lead Lead us not to be accusers of the burden, but forgive us, Lord. Help us to forgive. But deliver us from evil. For yours is your kingdom, your power, and your glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, guys, I hope that you are blessed today. Please share this with anyone that you think will be blessed by it. Forgive, repent, and receive wholeness from Jesus Christ. Have a lovely October. Thank you for tuning in to Devoted today. Have a blessed day.